Hi, guys, and welcome to the Hey You Got This podcast. I am your co-host, Lizzie. And I am your co-host, Stacia, and we are your friends on all things wellness weirdness. And today, I did it, (laughs) our conversation is going to be around some tips and tricks for surviving the holiday season, as well as a few lessons that we have learned in this last year of life as we head into Lizzie and I's birthday season. Hello, Scorpios. Where are you at? Scorpio season. (laughs) And so we're just excited to share some little nuggets of wisdom with you as we wrap up season one. Yeah, this is season one, guys. This is the last episode, which is partially why we're diving into tips for the holiday, as well as I think we just think it's important to start talking about that now. But this is going to be our last episode for 2020. Oh my goodness. And it's so interesting because when we started this, we decided we were going to start recording in March in like (laughs) January. And little did we know that we were going to be starting this podcast in the middle of a global pandemic. pandemic (laughs) I know. I had quite a few people who were like, wow, did you intend to do that? I was like, no. We did not. Definitely not. <laughs> I also think it's so perfect too because at the time we were both in, we were like on opposite ends of yeah. the United States. And so we were already set up to do it virtually, which was pretty perfect. It was meant to be. Because if we were doing it in person, that would have changed real quick. It, yeah, it really would have changed. I know. And we still have yet to record it in person. <laughs> one day, one day, live from Stacia's yes. van. Um, all right. So Stacia, <laughs> we are talking about surviving the holiday season um, today, which I think is super, super important, particularly as you brought up this year, which is just... I think going to bring a lot of really unique challenges and changes to just what the holidays look like. Gut check. How are you feeling? (laughs) For me, honestly, yeah, I know. It's for me, it's the holidays. I feel like it's kind of this way for a lot of people. So I know I'm not alone. It's like they end up feeling more stressful than yes. like good. Yes. And it's like, why do we always get excited for the holidays? That's <laughs> such, a, oh, such a good point. I feel that very deeply. And so for me, I am excited because I have a good plan and it's something that helps me feel a little bit more grounded and centered in and the fact that I have a plan. And I think that like, to a certain extent, you don't want to plan ahead to the extent like where you're going to set yourself up for like ridiculous expectations, but to plan ahead enough in ways that make you feel more grounded and centered in like the holidays. So the fact like I'm going to be having a Friendsgiving and that I have a place where my van is going to be and where I am going to be, that I will be with people that I love and care about. And then Christmas will be with my dad in Florida and I'll be on the beach and I can't complain. And so it's going to look a a lot different than most of my holidays have looked. But that being said, I do have a lot to be grateful for in how I get to spend my holidays and that I do have people that I do love being around and that don't necessarily add to my stress. And I'm honestly like simplifying it way, way back. Like I'm going to basically spend each holiday with one person, That's which so, definitely so nice. 
makes it yeah. a lot easier. So <laughs> I'm happy with my plan. We'll see how it goes. I mean, as long as like my van doesn't break down, I'm knocking on a giant piece of wood here. <laughs> and that they, if I could at least make it to where I'm supposed to make it, I'm going to be like set. So you have like the best part of like traveling for the holidays too because you always get to be in your van like you don't have to stay in like a weird guest bedroom or like your childhood but you know like you have the option to be in your van which is so nice that is nice too I have my own sacred space that I can hide away in if I need to escape anything (laughs) totally (laughs) so it's very nice but I'm curious how you're feeling about the holidays um I actually am feeling pretty good about it honestly uh I think I've touched on this before. I don't like love. Well, no, I love the holidays. Um, I have all like my family went like very hard on the holidays. I have not really enjoyed the holidays very much since my mom passed away. It's just like, I think anybody who has lost someone near and dear to them will tell you the same thing. It just brings up a lot of emotions and I haven't really um, enjoyed it. And it's been interesting talking to other people I know who have gone through like a major loss and that this year has almost been kind of nice because like nobody really gets to be around their family and loved ones in the way that they want to. So there's like this greater understanding. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, I guess, and just not that like everyone's going through this trauma together, but it's, it feels like less pressure to super enjoy the holiday. Um, but I will say like, we're going to keep it really, really small, which I think will be nice, really mellow. Neither of our families really do like a huge gathering anyway. Um, so it'll be, it'll be mellow. It'll be low key. I'm looking forward to like, you know, decorating my house and having my cozy little holiday space, but I don't really have strong feelings about it this year. I just, I'm, you know, it's kind of nice that no one is really doing anything big because then in a way it makes me feel less like weird about not loving the holidays in like a really hardcore way. I think that that makes sense. And I appreciate you like sharing that because I know that the holidays for people that either have estranged relations or have people who have passed away like that, it is really triggering in that sense that like the holidays equal family and a lot of us have fucked up families or incomplete families or like suffering from not getting to be together families and all these different things that like we feel like we should be so happy because we get to spend the holidays in this like hallmark yeah, movie but none of us are fight. living the hallmark movie <laughs> yeah, totally oh totally i know it was like this is very dark but my i have a couple friends who have like lost parents too and we were all talking around like mother's day father's day like so many people couldn't see their moms or dads and like hadn't seen them for months and people were like oh my god it's like i haven't physically seen my parent in like months and this is so terrible and we were all kind of like <laughs> like now you know which <laughs> uh, is like so much Yep. <laughs> but when you're like, you know, when you've had a loss, you got to just take your wins where you can. So um, I do think in like a very twisted, like weird way for your point station of the people who like really don't enjoy the holidays for whatever reason, this holiday season is like kind of going to be cathartic for those people in some senses. Um, and it also, I think just there's a lot of traditions that I think everybody's family sticks to for like no reason. And I think this will be the year that finally we're like, we don't need to do that, you know? I love that. I think that that's great. And I'm really curious if you, on like a random note, are you somebody that (laughs) gets into the holiday spirit with like Christmas music or holiday music? Or are you like, oh, shoot me now? Um, (laughs) Good question. I think if I didn't live with my brother... 
I would be into the holiday music. However, we are recording this on November 2nd. He has been blasting Halloween or Christmas music since like August. <laughs> because I love it. he loves Christmas music so much and I do too. And he was kind of like, you know, this year is hard. So I'm just going to like lean into the Christmas music, which I was like, yeah, man, do it. But I think if it weren't for him, I would look forward to that <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> However, in our house, it's been... Christmas it's always Christmas. for months. So, but I will say I went to a coffee shop this morning and they were the guy was like, screw it. I'm playing Christmas music. Let's and I was do like, it. Yeah, man. Um, what about you? I definitely can get super into it. I have a list. I, I have like certain albums that always remind me of uh, like Christmas from when I was younger. And so like for nostalgic reasons, there's a lot of like really cheesy, terrible songs that I like to listen to. And especially because I have spent a fair amount of holidays away from my family and this one's a little bit different. I'll probably lean into that a little bit more just to for like memory's sake. But I definitely, I mean like, Oh my gosh, I, I will share my embarrassing Christmas music playlist. It's like Celine Dion's Christmas and Clay Aiken's Christmas oh, and throw in some like <laughs> all these things that we had as like the CDs that we had playing during the holidays. In and then Sync obviously Christmas. like Nat King Cole. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Then we get some more classic ones, but um, I do, I do enjoy it. I'm not like, uh, I mean, I feel like I don't, it doesn't make you a Scrooge to not like it, but I'm like, oh, like. I have, I'm excited for it. I love it. Um, okay. So in terms of just like surviving the holidays pandemic or no, what are some things you have in your toolkit that you turn to, to help you through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, through family stuff? What would you suggest to somebody else? I think that something that is really important is just acknowledging your feelings, acknowledging where you're at. And I think in line with like the toxic positivity episode that we recently recorded, if you haven't listened, check it out. It's amazing. But this idea that we should be feeling a certain way about the holidays and then when we're not beating ourselves up over it, like whether it should be I should be enjoying this, I should be grateful for this, I should be happy for this that being honest with yourself and acknowledging like, oh, I'm really sad that it's looking like this when I really wanted it to look like this. And things like that is something that's like a tool to always lean into. I mean, that's a great tool regardless of the season to have and to be able to acknowledge your feelings, which I know is like easier said than done. But I also think it's important too. like, I love that you say like you have friends that you reach out to that have gone through similar experiences you as you so that you can lean into them and kind of share in what the holidays mean for you with someone that gets it. So like, don't be afraid to reach out to friends and loved ones if you are away from them or need some extra support during the holiday season, that it's always important to like remember that you have people to lean on and to be able to do that as well as, I mean, <laughs> boundaries, 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 especially <laughs> with family. <laughs> That's like uh, definitely uh, something that is a forever work in progress for me is understanding how to set boundaries because there's some people that can spend days with their family and it's totally fine. There's some people that need to be like, maybe the boundary is I'll come over for Christmas dinner, but then I'm going to go and like stay at a hotel or whatever else, like whatever you need to do to 
take care of yourself while still feeling like you can participate in the activities and things that like you want to be able to. So figuring out what your boundaries should be and doing your best to set them, which I'm like <laughs> sending you all the strength on that so one because I do, know guys. it can be really yeah, challenging. It's really hard to do. That's such a good one. <laughs> and uh, I think, I mean, yeah, those are kind of, I also would say as much as you can include not necessarily like self-care things, but just like the routines that you've already had set up for yourself that mm. keep you grounded, I think is important because like you can get lost in the hustle and bustle of everything and kind of like that's where I'm at right now. I'm like totally just my routine has gone out the window. I'm barely holding on to any of the practices that like keep me centered, which is why I've been so grateful for our gratitude yes. celebration because it's already like shifted my mind into gratitude in a Same. time where I don't have much to grab onto. <laughs> But I have that. And for that, I am thankful. And so I think that uh, having whether it even be like a walk or just things that you can do to take care of yourself, no matter how big or small, really hold on to those because there's no activity item thing too small to help us get through these holiday seasons. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think it's really easy to completely lose your routines during the holidays or like any self-care habits that you have like you always hear people who are like all I've eaten in days is cookies <laughs> I feel like shit yeah, you know I'm living on a uh, diet of candy right now it's cool <laughs> thank you Halloween but no I think that that's like such a good reminder is like have your non-negotiable things to stay grounded with Yep. Um, so those are my little tips and tricks, but I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, I have two. And as I was reflecting on them before this, I was like, man, these sound really scroogey, but they're not meant to. Um, so the first one that I have is don't be afraid to say no, I think. And that's like going to look a lot different this year because theoretically there won't be a lot of like in-person parties and events, but I notice for myself every year that I agree to go to way too many things and then I completely burn myself out um, and then I just feel grumpy and it's like stressful. And so my piece of advice to myself and to everybody is, you know, make sure that you have time for yourself, like Stacia said. So like setting aside a day or an afternoon that you're like, I'm not going to do any holiday things. I'm just going to like lean into my self-care practices or have time for myself. Don't feel like you have to say yes to everything, especially if it's like something that you wouldn't go to normally. You know, I think we've all been invited to like some random coworkers Halloween party or like, you know, some random potluck for Thanksgiving and it's like fun, but then you go and it sucks your energy and you end up being like, resentful a little bit. And then it's like not fair for the person who invited you. I, this is sounding very negative, but just don't be afraid <laughs> to say no to things and preserve your own energy. I'm not saying say no to everything, but you know, I think the immediate instinct when someone invites you to their Christmas party is to be like, yeah, but like take a second make sure you have some time for yourself. And then this is more in regards to like finances. Mm, so important. Not not the Christmas spirit, but um, try not to get super caught up in things. I feel like I always hear people talking about this. Who It's like you have a plan and then all of a sudden you get caught up in like, I need to buy all these decorations and all of these presents and all of this stuff. And suddenly you're like, just completely running yourself on empty and your finances are a hot mess and you've bought all of this, you know, like 
I know that this is the season of giving, but you can give in gratitude and other really great ways, especially this is a really stressful time for a lot of people financially. So my reminder to myself is always like, have a clear idea of what you're getting everybody and then don't extend yourself super far beyond that. Cause I do think it's really easy to just way overextend yourself financially or get really caught up in like amazing black Friday deals. And all of a sudden you have all of this stuff that maybe you don't need or gifts for people that are just like a little bit too much. So those are my two I guess, things that help keep me a little bit grounded. But I think you hit the nail on the head station when you were like, just like treat it like it's a normal day, like do your normal self-care activities. I think it's really easy to get into the holidays and then just throw everything out the window. I love that. I love the two that you added because those were basically the other two on my list that I didn't touch on. And I was like, yes, Lizzie, speak. I love it. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel like they both sound really scroogey, but I do think it's important to just like be really realistic about your resources, be it your time, your emotions, your finances. I think we just all want to be like this really sparkly, outgoing, friendly version of ourselves during the holidays. And like also the holidays are super, super stressful. So I think it's unrealistic to assume that you can like do all of the things. I am so going to quote you on that, that you need to be mindful of your resources and that those resources don't just include money, but resources like time and energy and things like that. And that's so, so important. So I love that. I think that's like wrapping up all the things that we said into like a simple sentence, like totally be mindful of your resources. They're limited and you want to be using them in thoughtful and ways. Well, I'm like, I don't know about you, but I keep seeing all this stuff on Instagram. That's been really helpful for me, but it's like this year has been a lot. Just acknowledge that like your mental capacity or your energy is probably not where it normally is. And that's a reminder that I need a lot is like, yeah, I just feel a lot more exhausted than normal because of like processing everything. And so I also think it's kind of like resetting your expectations for what's reasonable. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Perfection. Um, So Stacia, it's Scorpio season. We are both Scorpios. This is our last episode of season one. Uno. Hey, you got this podcast. What are some like things you've learned this year? What are I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but like any big takeaways from the year? I would say that I am, I do like to reflect on the last year and like life lessons that I learn when I get to my birthday, because I think for me, a lot of my birthdays were spent feeling worse about getting older because I wasn't doing the things I needed to do to like live the life I wanted to live. And so each year that went by, it was like, oh God, another year where like, I am just not living in a way that feels good for me. So birthdays were always a negative thing. And now since I've been more focused on like growth and taking care of myself, it's like each year really does get to be a celebration for myself. And so I do like to kind of reflect on, uh, I mean, I just, I cannot even believe I am about to celebrate another birthday because I feel like I blinked and now I'm 32 and I'm like, wait, (laughs) when did that happen? (laughs) I swear I just celebrated a birthday and yet I'm doing it again. As far as lessons that I have learned or things that I've taken away, I think something I've been trying really hard this year to honor is The word and, because I think so much in our life is uh, around either or and understanding that 
so much in life is fluid. It's not black and white. It's not binary. And that trying to put it into a box of either or, like you are either healthy or you are unhealthy. You are either happy or you are unhappy. But it's like, actually, I can be happy and unhappy. Yeah. I can be healthy and unhealthy and that these things can coexist together. And I think that that has been just even politically, globally, everything that's going on in the U.S. and the world has got me to reflect really deeply on this idea of like getting rid of the fact that things need to be black and white and really embracing the fluidity of life and that that really just creates more acceptance of yourself, more acceptance of the world of not trying to make things one thing or the other and instead it's one thing and the other and that's a good thing Stacia also Stacia I would just like to say in the last year you have accomplished so many things you moved across the country you got a dog you co-started a podcast you're building out your van you ended a relationship like you are doing some like major Stacia leveling up things well I appreciate that because I think sometimes you do get Caught up in, again, all the things that you either haven't done for yourself. And it is so rare for me to be like, wow, Stacia, like, look at what this year truly has held for you from a positive perspective, as opposed to look at all the things that didn't happen that you wanted to happen for yourself. So thank you for reminding me of that. That's very sweet of you to say. Yeah. And I encourage, (laughs) I mean, this is why I think like reflecting on your year is so important, but I encourage all of you to do it too, especially 2020. Like I think you'll be really surprised at just how much like badass stuff you were able to handle. And they, even though it feels like we've just been stuck at home forever, we all have done a lot of cool stuff, um, even if it's not super tangible. So make sure you're reflecting on all of your accomplishments. I love that. And I'm curious what lessons you have or nuggets of mm. wisdom from another year of life. Ooh, yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> funny. I was reflecting on my last birthday, uh, on my 30th birthday. I like went to Canada. <laughs> last year and I was like I hear you and I remember being like I need I'm gonna like go on this really cool trip for my birthday and I'm so glad that I did because who knows when we get to leave the country now um (laughs) but I think the thing that I've learned the most uh in this last year which is not unique to me but is that we are capable of and can handle so much more than we think we can. Like Dan and I were laying in bed the other night and we were like, did you ever think we'd be stuck at home together for eight months? Like we have been home for a really long time guys. Um, and I mean, just the fact that we're still talking to each other, I think (laughs) it's not like we're like short with each other, but like, you know, I think, just the fact that we've been able to get through that. And I have had to pivot so many things in my life, my businesses, my finances. And that's just like a reminder that we are a lot more flexible and capable, I think, than we realize that we are. Um, I also, you know, this year really had some clear goals that I set myself towards and like did a lot more goal setting and checking in on those goals than just like, here's my intention for the year. Let's hope for the best, you know? And it was a reminder that when you set a goal and you work towards it just a little bit more every day at the end of 365 days or whatever, like you can notice a huge difference. And so, um, I've learned that 
definitely. And like seeing that in action and it's made me really excited just for what all is to come. And yeah, I mean, I look back, Stacia, this podcast was like just a dream a year ago and look at us now. A little seedling. Just a little inkling. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. I've been so inspired. Obviously this year has been a mess 2020, but I've been also guys, we're recording this the day before the election. So um, I, just this, I know this will be released after the election. So if you're like, why aren't they talking about it? That's why we are living in the past. We don't know what happened. You future <laughs> listeners know. Well, maybe you know what happened. I don't know how long oh, this is going to take, but um, isn't that so wild? I was talking to my friends this weekend and we were together last election and uh, I didn't remember this, but we all got together because we were like going to have a celebration for the first woman president and like just so sure of ourselves of what was going to happen. And I just remember that moment where we all just were sitting on the couch in silence like, no, yeah, this is not happening. And then. Yeah. And then my friend, she reminded me and I had forgotten about this, but apparently I left in the morning without getting to say goodbye because I had to like go somewhere early and I had written her a note and I wish she had, I wish she could find it. Cause she said like, I was writing all this really like optimistic stuff. Like we're going to make it through these four years. Like we got this and all this stuff. And she was like, I still remember that note. And I was like, I literally have no recollection of this, but like, I mean, it would be very interesting to know what I said versus how, comparing it to how these last four years Okay, but unfolded. that is a really good reminder, too, that, like, your actions, something that you don't even remember saying to somebody can go a really huge way. And I do think this year has been a great example of that. I remember I was teaching yoga at the last election, and I remember we, everybody went into class feeling really great. Everybody came out of class started checking their phones and you could just see people's faces like dropping and then I remember people started crying and it was like really full class and everybody was just like in the lobby and I was there and it was just like so many yeah it was so many emotions it was just like it was really intense so not to bring the mood down guys but um (laughs) anyway (laughs) well back to lessons because I'm curious just quickly to wrap it up I think it was really interesting because I was talking to somebody about how like, oh, 2020, like I've learned to slow down. And for me, I'm like, F that. I already spent the last 31 years going slow as fuck. And I was finally gaining some momentum in the world. It's like, wait, no, time to go slow again. And I'm like, wait, no. And I feel like it's interesting. I'm curious about your perspective as somebody who is a go, go, go person, Mm -hmm. what it was like to kind of slow down a bit. And if that was some, like, if you noticed that you were able to take a step back and have more space because of the like slow down pace of everything. Stacia. (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Yeah, I do think, and I think a lot of people realize this, this isn't unique to me, but I think a lot of my like, quote unquote, busy time was like actually just dead time. You know, like you feel like you're doing a lot, but you're just driving to all of these different places, right? Or like in all of these meetings where you're not actually talking about anything. So I feel like this year I have gotten a lot better with time management and also just a lot kind of more ruthless about like, we don't need this meeting, you know, or like, we're not doing, we can just do this on zoom or whatever. Um, and just kind of like recalibrating, I guess, what's really important. I know that this is a really common, I guess, feeling for this year, but it's like, there's all these things we used to say yes to now 
that everybody's like, mm, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. It's like we've been home for so long that it like kind of makes you realize the stuff that you really don't want to do. Um, so I do think in that regard, like I have been forced to slow down a little bit, be a little more realistic with my time. But also I think before I was like gone out of the house, you know, and then even though I was working at home, I would be like at coffee shops or whatever. And then I would come home and I would be like, okay, zombie time. Whereas now I'm like home all the time. And so it has made me get a lot more on top of like my boundaries with myself and my time and with work. And just like this year, I think there's been so many emotional highs and lows that I've been a lot more proactive with stuff because it's just like, well, you never know how you're going to feel tomorrow, (laughs) you know? Um, So yeah, I guess it has, it's just made me like reprioritize my time. But how do you feel? I mean, uh like I said, I feel very annoyed at the fact that I had to slow down (laughs) because I feel like prior to 2020, I had spent like a year being just really intentional with myself and spending a lot of time with myself and not being super social and just like doing a lot of me stuff. And so then like the pandemic hit and it was like, oh, right when I was at the point where I was like, trying dating again and putting myself out there for different opportunities for my business. Like when 2020 started, my goals were around speaking on stage and hosting events and doing all this stuff that is not possible in 2020. And uh, so it was kind of, it like kind of felt like the rug got pulled out from underneath me, which obviously again, everybody is experiencing that (laughs) in 2020. I am somebody that already like as an Enneagram nine, I am somebody that the, my quote unquote passion is the sloth where like, I don't really engage in life or like, am not super productive, not super action oriented. And like the past few years, I've been working on shifting that to being more proactive and engaged in my life. And so I felt like I had found this rhythm of doing that. And then the world's like, go back to sloth. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. It's so triggering. Like I hate being this way because I have had to spend my whole life fighting against the like inclination to essentially live a quarantine style (laughs) life. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I guess I get to do this now, but without wanting to, it's been a lot to adjust to. But at the same time, I'm really grateful that you reminded me of everything that has happened in this time of slowdown. And it's like, even if things went slower or even if things didn't go exactly how I wanted them to, like I have a van, I have a puppy, all these things that came to me that would have maybe would have come to me um, without a pandemic, who knows? But it feels very like in that way, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and in a place that I want to be in. And so like, that's actually a pretty awesome thing. It's pretty bad. Well, <laughs> so. yeah, and I do think like you bring up a point that I think is true for a lot of people, even if it's like not what they intended. We've had to make way more like sustainable systems in our life. So like your plan was to go like travel around and speak, but like if something happens, right? Like if your flight were to get canceled, then all of a sudden you couldn't do that. But now we have all of these like super cool virtual things in place, you know? And I think that like that the same was true kind of for me. And I taught a couple yoga classes in person. I've had to like pull all of that online. You know, it's just like a lot of things change, but I think that people were realizing like so many of my routines, my employment, whatever relies on like going other places and 
looking for other people and we've had to be more self-reliant, which I think in a lot of ways is really cool. Like I think we've, people have had to figure out, you know, just how to get a little scrappy, which I think is really inspiring. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's been the year of like character development, resiliency, self-reliance and all these other things that like, if you've leaned into that and not to say that there aren't like, it hasn't been a roller coaster. So it's not like I'm perfectly leaning into all these like awesome growth things all the time, (laughs) but (laughs) that there are like, there have been some beautiful moments that we can hold on to. Mm. Amen, girl. What's one thing that you hope to accomplish or see in this next year? It can be personal or professional. Ooh, that is a very good question. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Always. I feel like, ah, gosh, I feel like it depends on... The state of the world, because for me, originally when I wanted a camper van, I wanted to go and visit every single national park. And I think there's like 52 of them or something like that. I could be totally wrong with that number. Um, (laughs) But that was like always a goal of mine is that I would have a vehicle that would get me to all these beautiful spots in nature. And again, I don't want to be doing anything that would be like putting myself or others at risk. So I think just kind of depending on how things go, that could potentially be one of my goals just as far as where this van is going to take me and what I'm going to see and do in the van. So that's definitely something I'm hoping to look forward to. But I guess I would say for me, it's funny, like that idea of like, learn to say no. And I'm like, I'm trying to learn to To say say yes. yes. I know, we're so opposite. (laughs) And so for me, I would say that like, it's, it's really important for me to continue to put myself out there in meaningful ways because that's definitely a newer practice for me. So saying yes to more opportunities, yes, saying no to the things that aren't for me, but also being willing to say yes to like trying new scary things. Like I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast and how she mentioned if you're not learning, if you're not growing, like you're not you're not living and that this idea of like the moment you stop trying new things because you're not like an expert at it that that's such a like unfortunate way that we end up getting into that we stop trying new things and so for me my 30s have always been about embracing new things so like I started taking singing lessons and I've never sung in any capacity. And that was something that I was totally new and awful at and had to get learned to get better at. And it was a skill I've developed. I've never known how to build out a van, but I've learned and I have worked with other people to help me learn on how to bring this all together. And so this idea that like trying new things, even when you're not an expert at them because you like you all have to start somewhere and I feel like I'm kind of just like starting at life in my 30s and so it's been fun getting to do that and I want to continue to do that and put myself Mm. out there love that that was beautiful Stacia very inspiring thank you and I'd love to hear what your goals are Yeah, I mean, also, who knows what the world will look like, so I'm not going to be like, travel to blah, 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 (laughs) go to a concert. Um, But I do think I was actually reflecting on this because often when I make, like, lists or goals for, like, a calendar year or a birthday year, it often is revolves around, like, events and things like that. Um, So 
I like this challenge of having to be a little bit more internal. So my like goals, how I would like to approach the next year, especially like who the fuck knows what will happen. But um, I had a really big focus on learning this year, just like learning things for the sake of learning and enjoying. And I really, really had a lot of fun with that. So I want to continue just expanding my horizons, be it related to work or not, um, and doing like really hard things. Um, I read this book because we can do hard, we can do things. hard things. <laughs> I read this book a while ago called belong that I'll link in the show notes. I love it. But she was like, you know, go on and look at like all of the moments you're most proud of in your life. And she was like, you know, she knew where it was going and then was like, okay, all of these things are probably the things that were like really, really hard and challenging. <laughs> So it's like a reminder to do more hard stuff. And so, um, you know, as much as I am a go, go, go person, I also like to be good at things. And so it's a reminder to like allow myself to be bad at things, allow myself to go through the like messy figuring things out and doing just for the sake of doing rather than doing for achievement's sake. But I just want to continue like putting myself out there. My hard thing that I did this year was I like finally started waking up at an early hour regularly, which I know sounds so small, but I am like such a sleepy person. So it's been really nice, even though it was very difficult putting myself on like a pretty strict schedule, but it's been nice to have a consistent schedule. Um, and just more things like that, just things that are a little bit uncomfortable that make a huge impact in the long run. I love And that. more podcasts. It's amazing. More podcasts. <laughs> All the podcasts. Yeah. I love the podcast. Um, <laughs> and by the time you guys hear this, it will have already come out, but it is still available. Our Fall into Gratitude um, four-week journal guide and gratitude guide. Um, it's the first digital product that Stacia and I have released. We poured our asses into it and our hearts <laughs> and our souls. Um and no matter what is happening with the election, when you, it's so weird that this is going to be released like so in weird. the future um, when people yes. maybe know. But uh, <laughs> we encourage you to join us and whenever you hear this, whenever you feel inspired to join and just have four weeks of really grounding gratitude and self-care. I think that Stacia and I both have like survived 2020 and this last year of our lives because of our gratitude and mindfulness practices. And we really want to share that with you guys. So. Amen. Gratitude has really helped shift things for me these past few mm, weeks since I we know. came up with this. Yeah, I like have actually found my way back to gratitude more than I was in it before. And I'm like, wow, this stuff actually works. Yeah, like, it really imagine does. That. I know. There's been a couple of really <laughs> low moments for me too. And I've just been like, okay, like what do you have around you? Like the other day I felt really sick from these like new meds that I'm on. And I was like, I have two dogs snuggling me. I am wearing comfy sweatpants, you know, and it like genuinely made me feel so much better. Yeah, I love it. And there's so many different ways you can practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so we're excited to include in it our toolkit that kind of is like you're grabbing go for gratitude in a pinch. Ooh, I and like that description. That it will give you <laughs> little tools that you need throughout that you can take what you need when you need it. It's like just opening up a literal toolbox and finding what you need in that moment because it is going to change. And for me, I've honestly really enjoyed doing more of like a photo celebration of what I'm grateful for. Like if I notice I'm really grateful for something, I like take a picture of it and then like share it. I love that. And uh, 
being more mindful of like expressing my gratitude in person to others and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm excited because this is what this experience celebration 28 days in this gratitude journaling mindfulness experience is going to help you to do and it's really good stuff. I love that. So before we wrap up season one we cannot forget the thing that started it all our yay for the day. (laughs) So quickly Lizzie what is your yay for the day? Or not quickly. Uh, no, I feel like I'm always like, yeah, real quick, five hours later. Um, no, my yay for the day is this morning. I went on a walk with my dogs and it was so beautiful outside. The leaves were beautiful. My dogs were like jumping in piles of leaves. And it was just such a nice way to start the morning. I was listening to a podcast, but I like didn't have my phone out. Um, and I felt like I was able to be really present. And whenever I start the day like that, I just feel so much more energized and better. It was like a 15 minute walk. It was life-changing. So that's my yay for the day. It was just like a really special way to start the day. What about you? Starting your day out right. I know. Love it. I know. Totally. (laughs) For me, my yay for the day is that I have not given up on the van in spite of it being challenging. And so I am proud of myself for persevering through the many, many challenges that this van also, build has presented. Also, your van looks presented. really good. Like, Stacia's <laughs> in her van right now recording, and it looks good. It doesn't look like you just threw it together. <laughs> I have dimmers. So not only do I have Romance. lights, but my lights have dimmers. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel so I'm fancy. the mood for June bug. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm just, uh, that's something that I have to constantly remind myself of as I do this build because I've hit so many frustrations, but I've also been able to accomplish a lot and I'm still here. And so just very grateful for that. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, I think that, you are such an inspiration for other women or men or whomever who maybe want to start a van or something, but are feeling like, oh, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Like you have totally figured it out, Stacia. And I mean, I don't want to say you started from like the bottom, but I feel like you started from ground zero and have like figured all of this stuff out. (laughs) And it's like so inspiring. I kind of did though, as far as this stuff goes, I'm like, I didn't know the difference between a Phillips and a flathead. Like I did, but I didn't know what to call them. (laughs) Like now I actually, actually can confidently use power tools and saws and all these other things, as well as for anybody that wants to do any variation of van life, let me just tell you, I think like when you see all the Instagram worthy Mm. posts of things about it, I was able to do this on about a five to $6,000 budget. That's awesome. And so like- Including buying uh, the van. Correct. Yes. And $1,400 of maintenance work on it. So like the actual build itself, since I DIY'd it and all this other stuff has been considerably affordable. Like if you're thinking about it, because I know when I wanted to start van life originally, I was like, where am I going to find 60 grand? Yeah. Like I just don't, uh, there, I can't find, I don't know what world that exists where I just have 60 grand lying around. I'm not there yet. And so like that made it seem like it was really unattainable, but with, if you really want something in life and you're willing to work for it, that you can make your dreams come true. Cause here I am four years later and I did do this and I did do it with a reasonable amount of money, which I didn't know was possible. And so I just want to remind people that like, I love that it is possible and you don't need to like spend all this. Yeah. Money get like a sprinter van or the really nice <laughs> yes. ones. Yeah, totally. No, I think that's so cool because it is, 
it can seem really expensive or just like overwhelming to look into. Can't wait for all of your YouTube videos to be out in the world. We'll make sure that she links them. Um, Thank you guys so much. This has been such a joy. Season one, checkmark. Such a joy. Done. It's going to be so weird not recording with you, Stacia. But thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you so much. We really do. And this last season has been so memorable. And I just look back with so many smiles of all the conversations we've had and all the topics we've covered. And so we're grateful for your support as always as our listeners. And don't forget, especially now, especially through the holiday season, election, everything else that, hey, you got this. 